Whether it'll be here or it'll be in the rehab, I'm not sure. But <laughs> so just want to share a short thought. I'm going to keep the oil up. But um, there are two tremendous uh, personalities in this parasha that don't really get that much focus on. And that is the personalities of Eldad and Medad. Eldad and Medad, what happened was, is that Moshe Rabbeinu, he said to HaKadosh Baruch after we claimed for meat, I can't handle this anymore, I need help. And the Zakanim had already died earlier in the fire after they complained for the, they were tired. So what happened now was that he needed to appoint new Zakanim. And the problem was you've got 12 tribes and you've only got 70 to be involved you know, in the Sanhedrin. So how's that going to work? So the answer to him was, you're going to have a goyro, right? A lottery. Six per tribe and two are not going to be included, which means that it's going to be 70 um, notes that say name Zokain, so you know you'll be in the Sanhedrin, and two are going to be empty. So what happens? So the Lekach Toiv, the Medrash Lekach Toiv says an amazing thing. Of the 72, who were the two people who didn't get in? That was Eldar and Medad. I know Rashi says differently based on the Gemara, but the Medrash Lekach Toiv says that it was Dafke, Eldar and Medad. Those were the two who Mamush didn't, who didn't get in. Now, let me explain to you why that's going to hurt more. Because Eldad and Medad, according to Targum Yonison, and Toysus were actually brothers of Moshe Rabbeinu. How could they be brothers? So there are different versions. Some say that Yochevet died and Amram remarried. Others say that Amram died, Yochevet remarried, or Amram divorced her and that actually lived till Sinai and he married someone else. But either way, they were at least brothers through one of his parents. Now let me ask you a question. You're the brothers of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now there's a chance of being the Zakanim and you're going to be left out. What are you going to think? What's going on over here? It's not fair, this, right? We know a situation like that with Korach. Right? And what happened? They were Makabal. They accepted it. Let me show you how great that Kabbalah was. What happened with the Zakanim were chosen? What happened to them? The Zakanim were chosen, had an for what was going to be that day. The Slav was going to come. They didn't go into Eret Israel. The Nevoah never continued. Eldad and Medad became Nevi'im for the rest of their lives. They were Misnabe in the future. They were Misnabe about Moshe and Yeshua going to Israel, and even Goig and Magog, even as far afield as that. They went into Eretz Israel. Not only that, but they lived weiter, a long life. And why? Because they had that humility. They understood. HaKadosh Baruch decided, and that's it. It's Mamush, a secret of success. You see this in the Torah also. Was someone else. Who in the Torah was left out of being a Kayan? His father was a Kayan. His grandfather was a Kayan. Pinchas. And he wasn't a Kayan. And he said, No, I accept what Akarish Bachu does. And then Akarish Bachu gave him Kuruna. Amazing Zach. And he becomes Eliyahu Novi. <laughs> and he lives and he becomes a Moloch. And all that because he was Makabu. When a person's Makabu, you open up Shefa Bracha. Who was our greatest Melech we've ever had? David Melech. He was considered to be a Mamza for like the first 28 years of his life. Imagine, he was, he was shunned from the base Medrash. He was sent out into the fields. It wasn't true. He was you know, sent out over there. And he was the shepherd. And he became David Melech because he understood that this was a Kaddish Bachel's will.
I'll tell you a story, something I just saw in myself. Uh, one of the things I absolutely love, and I teach my students in school, is Niflos Abayra, Wonders of Hashem. I love showing them clips of the Kodesh Bachel's creation. I've got a whole collection of little short videos of different animals, behemoths, and all the wonders, different fruits. You just see the greatness of the Kodesh Bachel. One time in school, the principal, Rabbi came and said, listen, we've got the following project. We want all the Rebbein to try and give some project to his class to mechazek in the Emunah Sashem. Mechazek in the Emunah and the love of HaKadosh Baruch And whoever wins, how are you going to win? Because you'll come and then all the, all the Rebbein and teachers will choose which one's better. You're going to get a fully paid trip to the Torah Masara Convention in America, right? And you'll be able to go from school to school to see how you know all the different schools over there and how they how they work. And in the Mysa, you'll you'll get the experience. I mean, it's mamish all fully paid Gavaldic. So I thought, this is my time. <laughs> no one in the school has been working on this more than me. And I hammered it and I piled in and mamish and I even gave the kids a test afterwards a questionnaire, and I showed statistically how the kids had increased me. But I lost. <laughs> the good thing, it was a good friend of mine who won. That was the brocha. But I lost. I was mamish to brocha. I was mamish to brocha. I thought this was my trip to this, that. But then I realized afterwards, HaKadosh Baruch was teaching me something very beautiful. Sometimes it's not always going to be the way you think it is. And that's fine. That's good. It was a good taste of humility for me. Whatever reason, Akash Bachel didn't want me. But I understood afterwards. It took me a long time before I was able to <laughs> get over it. But then you get over it and you go weiter. Otherwise, the other side of the equation is Kairach. Kairach had everything going for him. But I want to be the leader of the, of the, of the, the family of Gaz. And if he didn't have that, he ends up losing everything. Because he wasn't the Kabul. Finally, at the end of the parasha, we see another example of this. Moshe Rabbeinu has to divorce Tzipora. Tzipora was left in Aguna because Moshe had the din of a melech. A king, his wife, is not allowed to marry anyone else. Right? That's a clout. So she was stuck. And you think, you know, Miriam spoke, whatever about him. But what about poor Tzipora? She's left without her husband, without this. Is it fair? Is it right? The Territ says, forget about the Territ. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was He decreed us that. And when you makabal that, you're going to see brocha in your life. But the Maisa, if you come and you fight, and, you're, and yes, they're all words to explain why Hashem decided that she should go through it and what her tikkun was. But that's, you know, at some stage it's irrelevant. Too many times we have the following, you know, and they lived happily ever after. Yes, in the long term, yes, but it doesn't always work that way in the short term. When you see the Kaddish Baruch as well, you can become an elder who made that. Can be a person who doesn't expect, and you remember, you see, Navura, prophecy, and also their level of The others that came had a level of Navura via Moshe, they never had it via Moshe. They mamish got it, mamish in of themselves. So, Be'ez is Hashem. I think that um, all, all, of, all of us over here are missing Rav Moshe terribly, but it's a tremendous ischazkus. That's why I was so excited to take the picture, you know, and I sent it to Mrs. Goldberg and I said, I want you to show that to Rav Moshe. Because the Maisa is tremendous ischaskos. When you see the Bnei Chabura steiging themselves, it's a Dov and Nifla, Dov and Nifla. I just want to say, keep it up. Hatzlocha and Brocha and Besiat Deshmar, just go from strength to strength.
Guten Shabbos.